Hello and welcome in to the Sports Are Funny podcast with George Arjour. Today we had Lionel Harris on Celebrity Barber. Uh, you might have seen him on HBO's The Barber Shop, where um, he's cuts a lot of people's hair. He's a celebrity barber, and he is really interesting and a really fun conversation we had together about sports life and how he came up and how he became a celebrity barber and uh, all the connections he's made and um, just his journey to become where he is today. So you're going to really enjoy this podcast. This podcast has been brought to you, as always, by the Sports on Tap Network, uh, SONTSports.com. Check it out for great articles, blog posts, and podcasts. Uh, check out me and my brother's podcast, Is That Being Said, podcast with George and Sammy Jorjour. And before we get started with today's episode and uh, our interview with Lionel Harris, I just want you to hear a quick word from one of our sponsors. Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome into the Sports Are Funny podcast with George Arjour. We got Lionel Harris on today. Uh, goes by Brownie underscore Blends on Instagram. He's a celebrity barber. Uh, he was part of uh, HBO's The Barber Shop. Um, cuts a lot of uh, athletes and famous people's hair. Uh, do you have any other way to introduce yourself, my man? Oh, hey, family man, father, businessman. You know what I mean. All of the above, you know what I mean, to go along with go along with that. But barbering is my passion. Nice. And yeah, you got a chain of what eight barber shops, right? Oh, uh, we have seven locations seven. at the moment. Yeah. Cool. And uh K- called KJ's. KJ's Barbershop. Yeah. All right, cool. And that's all over the Bay Area, right? Throughout the Bay Area and the Central Valley. So we have locations in uh Tracy, Stockton, Oakland, Hayward, San Leandro, uh, and Newark. So we kind of spread out also Brentwood, and that's near Antioch, California. So all right. I mean, that must keep you busy, man. It's, it's probably not easy to have yeah. that many different shops if that many different yeah. people. Yeah, it, it's uh it keeps me pretty busy. It's pretty, it's pretty demanding, you know what I mean? But over the years, I've I've found ways to kind of manage, you know. We put uh we put good people in place at the, at different locations that take care of things. So, right. so not, everybody's not kind of running around like a chicken with their hair cut off, you know what I mean? So it's it works yeah, out, and I got great. I got great partners too. Man. Great business man, partners, and that's that's what it takes. Anytime you're running a business, you got if you hire the right people and you have good partners, things yeah. can run smoothly. But once you, it, the problem with businesses, and like I've seen this like hands on with my dad. My dad back in the day had a bunch of retail stores. I don't know if you remember the As Seen on TV stores back in the day. No, <laughs> I don't. Sell- so right, you know those commercials you see like oh call 1-800 now and you can buy the chopper and oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. so my dad had a chain of stores he had 50 around the united states uh-huh. and like the ones that had he hired a good manager always ran smoothly the ones that he had the wrong guy in place he always had problems would have to fly yeah. out to different cities yeah. and so you're only as good as the people you hire really in, sure. in any business sure. For sure, for sure, definitely. I and, and then you always want to hire people, have people that are smarter than you are. You know what I mean? Oh, of course. And put them in position. That makes it flow. You can't really do it uh, by yourself. You know, when I first started, I was you know owner operator, so I was actually in the barber shops, uh, yeah. uh, putting the hours in behind the chair like everybody else. Right. Um, then I was then as I got off into more of the uh, uh, quote unquote celebrity barbering. Um, yeah part of it, it, it kind of took me away from the actual 
um, barber shop. So yeah. those the people that we have in place, the great barbers, along with my business partners, those are the ones that actually keep everything flowing and keep things going. You know what I mean? And then once you get a formula, it's it, you, you put the formula in place, the policies in place and things just kind of run themselves. It kind of just starts to run itself. As yeah, you can kind of you, you start having that formula. You copy and paste it, it over and over again. It, it starts to work. So the, the hard part is getting to that formula because to get yeah. there, there's a lot of trial and error. A lot, ton of ton of trial, ton of trial and error. If you, it, I, I could, man, it take me all day to talk about all the things <laughs> we tried that failed and tried again. And you know, it's a, it's all a learning process. But you know, you learn, you get better, you improve, you pass it on to other people. They make it better. And, it just keeps, you know, you just keep going from there. Absolutely, man. So, I mean, we, we introduced you as a celebrity barber. For those who don't know, who are some of the guys you cut hair of? And we'll kind of tell how you got to this point of becoming a celebrity barber. Uh, it's so, there's so many names to um, throw out. But just to kind of give you uh, kind of a quick uh, uh, summary of how things kind of took place. Um, I started with the uh oak i started with the oakland raiders so i uh, i started with um tyvon branch who used to play safety for the oakland raiders he's not with us anymore he went on to play i think for the arizona cardinals if i'm not mistaken um i ended up meeting uh uh the the haircut that kind of changed things for me um i g always give big credit to lamar willie he played uh he's a super bowl champ played with the pittsburgh steelers yep. he um ended up later in his career he ended up signing with the uh, oakland raiders i met him I sent him an Instagram uh, DM um, yeah. when I knew he was signing, and uh, but I sent I used to send out tons of those things. You know, he was one of the ones that actually responded, and you know, me and him ended up uh, linking up when he got to town. He went down to uh, one of my uh, barber shops and uh, met me there, cut his hair, and it was kind of like smooth sailing from there. So from there, he introduced me to the Oakland Raiders locker room. I mean, I everybody from you know Mari Cooper, Khalil Mag yeah. to. I mean, this Donald, just just name this. It goes on. This goes on. Yeah. You know, I pretty much cut everybody who's came through that franchise over the last five years, and um, and then from there, uh, Lamar Woodley is um, of course he's from Saginaw, Michigan, so he's real uh, was uh, good friends with uh, Draymond Green. All right. So he so he connected me to Draymond, and then from there I ended up, you know, uh, all the championship years I was in the Warriors locker room. You know, I met them yeah. guys. I was working with those guys and. And uh, things just kind of just took off uh, from there. So, you, I mean, just the, the list is endless, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like you say, it's that one haircut that, like, changed it all for you, right? Yeah. Like, everyone yeah. has that moment where it's like, it, like, you feel like you took off. But really, yeah, some people might say, like, oh, overnight success, right? Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. It's years of grinding. But there's that one moment that tips it over the edge. Yeah, it was it was years. Of, you know, a lot of people don't realize that it was years of grinding, man. I I could go back to even further. You know what I mean? Yeah. My mom's uh, growing up just in high school, and you know, I was in the garages, and you know what I mean, on my mom's front porch, or or a lady named Macar, who I call uh, my second mom. You know, being in her in her kitchen, and she was, you know, everybody was frustrated because we leaving hair all over the place. <laughs> And all those days, the $2 haircuts, you know what I mean? And then yeah. uh, before even being in the shop, before I even owned my own shop, you know, just cutting hair in my own garage. I used to use MySpace a lot, if you can remember back then. Yeah, I remember MySpace. I you, used to, you could choose your eight favorite friends, too. Yeah. That was always tough. Yeah, so they would go, they would let you, my, see, MySpace would let you uh, choose friends yep. on MySpace based on the, uh, the area. Yep. Uh, so I would, I would key in on the area. And uh, before Instagram was even, 
thought of, I was sending out MySpace messages to different people um, in the area, letting them know that I was doing haircuts in the garage, pull up if you had a chance. So yeah. all, of, all of those days and then the long nights, the late nights in the garages. And, and once I got into the shop, the 12 hour days. So I definitely put in the work to get, you know, to where I definitely wasn't overnight. No, no, definitely. And you know what's crazy about that is like you're, I guess since you were from the MySpace days, but that's like the first social media, like, you know, platform where you could actually message people and do all this. And like, that's, it's an amazing concept, right? Like back in the day, it was only word of mouth, but now you can actually go out there, send DMs, go on MySpace, put your name out there and try to get those connections. But a lot of people aren't willing to do that, right? Like a lot of people, whether they're shy, whether they're not confident enough, or a lot of people just hate rejection. But like, I'm sure you send a bunch of messages. A lot of them didn't get answered. I, I, I do. I send a lot of messages. Some people don't answer me, but For you sure. have to let it roll off your skin and then go on and try to go find the next guy. For sure. And, and, the way, and also the way that works is I sent out a lot of messages to guys that didn't respond. Yeah. But once I got credibility in the industry, I ended up putting their hairs anyway. Their hair, anyway. yeah, exactly. So you, know, you can't they, hold that against them. Either. No, I know because I get it. I I understand it. And then we get to talking. I'll be like, man, you don't even remember I sent you, or or <laughs> now that or now that we're communicating and they're sending me DMs and vice versa, they'll go back and they'll look at. They'll say they'll see a whole thread we already had two <laughs> years ago that they knew nothing about, or maybe yeah. sorry, they just. Or maybe saw it and overlooked it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, of course. But what I tell the what I tell guys because you know I get a lot of I get a lot of messages. I get a lot of emails about like mm-hmm. guys like, hey, put me on or 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 connect me or do this and that. Yeah. I, you know, and I to be honest with you, I I can tell people what I did. I yeah. can. That doesn't mean what I did is gonna work for you. Mm-hmm. Nobody definitely, you know. Uh, I definitely put the work in. Nobody definitely like put me on. Right. I actually put the groundwork in. I dealt with all the rejection, but I just didn't. I kind of stayed firm, you know, and kept going and kept going. And then things start, you know, opening up. And that's what some of the guys don't realize about how how much like the universe just, you know, has a thing for hard work. You know what I mean? And, and it just Absolutely. things start to kind of line up in your favor somehow. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a great message for like kids, too. Right. I mean, I'm, yeah. I don't know how, how many if you're only cutting, you know, certain clients hairs right now, or you're at the shop cutting some people's hair sometimes, but as a barber, a lot of kids and uh, especially high schoolers come in and they talk to their barber all the time. They come and get their haircut every two weeks and they become friends with their barbers. And these messages of like, whether you want to be a barber, a uh, athlete, a podcaster, a rapper, a businessman, entrepreneur, whatever it is, it's like, you can't really take rejection personally. You got to just like move on and not hold grudges. I see so many people that hold grudges. Like, oh, this guy didn't answer me three years ago. I'm not talking to him again. Even with girls, right? I mean, if you try to go after a really good looking girl, you might get rejected. And then years later, she might come back and want to talk to you. You can't be like, no, you rejected me five years ago. Yeah, see, I, and uh, another thing, I, I tell you, you have, of course you have to have really thick skin. You have to have thick skin before you get in the industry, you have to have thick skin while you're in the industry. Um, rejection, you know, is a is a part of it. On top of that, not everybody's gonna like your work. You know what I mean? Right. You're not gonna hit it off with uh, with 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 everybody. I you know, I'm not gonna sit here and say that everybody that I've cut, you know, their hair that we have some long standing relationship. My percentages were always pretty good and I always work to get them better, but. Um, you got to be able to deal with uh, the rejection, you know, 
part of part of things. And you got to have very you got to have very thick skin. If you don't have thick skin, um, you're going to get you're going to get discouraged. Uh, uh, and you're probably not going to want to come back out and give it another try. You probably yeah. gonna move on to some something else as soon as you get disappointed. So, yeah, that's a big that's a big deal. No, I, I completely agree. So you said you cut the Raiders hair. Are you you going to be flying out to Vegas cutting their hair now or is that? What's uh, going on with the rate? I mean, that sucks, man. They deserve to be in Oakland. They should have took someone else to Vegas to be completely honest. Yeah, you know, that's always been like a second home for us, anyway. Yeah, you know I mean? it's so it's so it's so close. Um, I've been in com- in communication with some of the relationships that I yep. still have over there. You know, a lot of guys are moving around the league, so yep. we're still kind of figuring things out. You know, I still have a client out in Dallas, um, Amari that I work yep. with that I still talk to. You got uh, a lot of right now is that time. Soon as uh uh this the off season is kind of the pieces are kind of still getting put in place, right. so we'll kind of see how things work out but you know going on going to vegas that's a that's a uh hop skip and a jump from from where we are and it's not a bad place to go for a couple no, of days no, no, no. and that's have you seen the stadium it's beautiful man. oh my god did you oh, see no. it at nighttime with all the lights coming out it looks like uh a ufo just landed in the middle for of the sure. desert for sure it's beautiful it's beautiful i ain't seen yeah. nothing like it it might be the best stadium ne- you know next to the cowboy stadium it might be the best stadium in uh in pro sports i mean oh in- i think so yeah I've never seen nothing like it. No, no, it's gonna be sick, man. And it's gonna be—it's just so weird to see a team out in Las Vegas. And it's gonna—I think down over the years, like they're gonna become. And the Raiders' brand is already like nationwide, right? Like because maybe because they moved a lot, but also the helmet, the colors, and all this. But I know Dallas is America's team, but I can see Vegas becoming the second of America's team. Yeah, I think so. And I have uh, this—I have this secret thing with the Raiders to where. There's one thing that I would love to see them do, and that's wear black pants with the uh, wear black wear black pants with the black jerseys out. Uh, one one time, I, I've always heard rumors that it may happen. I don't know yeah. if it'll ever happen, but I just think I just think that'll be super dope. I want to see that in my lifetime. Oh, <laughs> I, that would be so sick because I know on the uh, Thursday night football when they do the color rush, they do the all like white. Yeah, yeah, but if they do that all yeah, yeah, black, yeah. all black, all black, crazy. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, that's the best. We talk about uh, this all the time on my other podcast with my uh, brother, and we all say the Raiders are our favorite jerseys in pro sports. Like yeah, we're yeah. Seahawks fans, but man, yeah. those Raider jerseys are yeah. so sick. I, I, I remember my first. Ex- I remember my first experience at a Seahawks game. Man, that was insane. Um, I couldn't believe how. Uh, I can't believe first off how tall that stadium is. Yeah, I mean, it's this, really tall. There's there's seats in there that man. You, you talk about nosebleeds. They have the nosebleeds of all nosebleeds, but no matter what, it's still loud as hell in there, you know? Yeah. So, uh, when did you come up to Seattle? Uh, when did I come up? Was it year in, last year? Was it last year or the year before I came in? Uh, yeah. I came when the Raiders played there, when the yeah. Raiders played the Seahawks. Then I came again when the Niners played uh, the Seahawks. I went down there. And uh, right. that's when I think that was Nico's first year down there. We flew down and kind of watched him play. Yeah, man, it's it's a cool stadium, cool experience. Uh, yeah, I love it, man. I love Seattle. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a cool state, man. It's just the weather will get to you after a while. I'll tell you that because I, I I enjoy it, man. It was like real cloudy, rainy looking, <laughs> you know. And we went down to the uh, what was it, the uh, uh, Pike Street? I think yeah, Pike it was. Place Market. Place Market. We went down yeah. there, had some good clam chowders, some crab, yeah, some really good clam chowder down there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. We had a good yeah. time, you know. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed our city, man. Next time you come down, let us know. Oh yeah, for, I will. I will definitely. Yeah. We actually stayed in uh, Bellevue. We okay, didn't okay. stay 
downtown, but we would come in every day. Cool. Yeah, that's where I'm from. I'm from Bellevue. Bellevue or Bellevue? Is it? Bellevue. Bellevue. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm from. So. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. That's, that's my town. So it's man, it's a cool town. Uh, you probably ended up going to the famous spots like Joey's down there. Hey, I, what I went to in um, Bellevue, the one memorable thing I remember in Bellevue was they have they have one of the dopest dispensaries I've seen. Uh, yep. Uh, in my life down there, you know what the, I mean? uh, the one called the one on one, like behind like uh, discount tires. Man, I'm forgetting the name, but I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah, dope. Dis- I mean, dope dispensary it was huge, you know. And that yeah. was when uh, things weren't as prevalent as they are right now. Yeah. I think they were one of the first places to have they one. Were, they were. I, is it the Woods or something? It's on 124th Street. That's all I remember. That's what I know. I forget. I need. I, I had to ask Nick. I forget what was the name of it, but I remember going in there. It was dope. Yeah, and and you know what? It, I, I kind of think it's an advantage now for the Seahawks. So now you the new NFLPA, they're not testing for or marijuana is not a, a legal substance anymore. Mm. So these teams like the Seahawks, uh, the Broncos, the California teams where weed is legal, yeah. I think you got a nice little like advantage on signing some free agents. Uh, yeah. It's it, it's healthier than all these pain pills are giving all these players. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I find it to be an advantage for the Seahawks. So, if, you know, if, if Texas wants to keep it illegal, I'm cool with that. That way we can sign some more <laughs> some more stud-free agents. It's getting, it's, it's getting to the point now where I – and I don't I, I don't smoke. I used to. But it's yeah. getting to the point now where uh, marijuana is starting to seem essential now. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it, it's actually – you know, it looks like it's improving. In, it looks like it's improving performance, in my opinion. It definitely don't look like it's affecting. You no, know? no, absolutely not. Well, it's deemed an essential business here during the lockdown in Washington, so that, that really? means something. Yeah. Yeah. So you got oh, that's that's dope. That's, oh, you know what? Dispensaries are open here too, so that's yeah. That makes sense, yeah. I didn't think. Yeah, about like it. I'm like you. I don't smoke, but like I see the benefits for a lot of people. A lot of people yeah. have chronic pain. A lot of people have. Uh, yeah. anxiety issues and stuff. So the, if, you, if it's something that helps someone, I'm all in. Or if you're just having problems, you know, getting to sleep, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. No, no. There's a lot of people who use it for that and there ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, just to kind of switch tunes real quick. So you were on HBO's um, The Barbershop, right? correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, yes. how was that experience? That's that's dope. I'm still actually still a part of that. We're on pause oh, right cool. now because of the... Uh, um, pandemic you know that's yeah. going on to kind of shut every everything down but um we uh that's been great man that's been one of the best uh experiences in my life i'm i'm definitely grateful for that the exposure that i've been able to gain from mm-hmm. from uh from that uh is is has been amazing so you know i'm i'm real thankful to you know lebron his team uninterrupted uh the the whole all the guys mav uh, pr everybody down there man i'm real thankful and appreciative but um of that of that opportunity because that's been that's been amazing for me. I've met met a lot of people do, uh, throughout that experience. Yeah, it's such a cool show too because like you got you get all these celebrities, you get all these people from different walks of life, and I feel like they do a really good job of kind of mixing and matching who's on the show. It's not like always just like there was one with like Hassan Minaj and Megan yeah. Rapone, and it's like these people would never really hang out maybe together. Yeah, yeah. You kind of put them all in the room and put up some really important topics and talk about it. I just find it to be a really fascinating show. Yeah, and it's uh, it's one of the coolest. Uh, the, the sets are usually real laid back. We always have a great time. I think one of my uh, the best experiences I had was with uh, when I, when I was cutting uh, Jimmy Kimmel on one of the episodes. Yeah. 
And I mean, just to, just to see how funny he was, how he vibed, how everything was real relaxed. You know, it was it was just like the vibe is just like perfect on the set. And they always bring in like there's always like a couple comedians in there that kind of relax everything. And then, exactly. You know, you know what I mean? So it's it's real. It's real. It's real dope, man. It's real. Yeah, and, I'm, and how, and how did you, like you just get the opportunity through Draymond? Like, how, how did you get about? getting onto uh, a show like this. Yeah, Dre, yeah, opportunity through Draymond. Well, a, a, a girl named Cree who was working for Uninterrupted, because mm -hmm. of, course, of course Draymond uh, is with Uninterrupted. He, um, mm -hmm. But a, a girl named Cree who was actually working for them, um, we were having a conversation. I was having a conversation with uh, Draymond's uh, assistant at the time, and they kind of connected the whole thing. And I'm, I'm positive everything kind of came on the strength of, uh, you know, Draymond's connection. So. Of course, you know, that's where it all starts. But, yeah, she made the connection um, because I wasn't – they had film one in New Orleans, and I wasn't there um, for that one. Um, All-Star Weekend came in L.A. Um, they felt I should be there. So I went the first time. I thought it was going to be like a situation where I go in and I take care of Draymond for the first show. But we end up kind of hitting it off, and, and they wanted to continue to bring me back. So, awesome. I, so I think we about eight, nine uh, episodes in. I think – we. I mean, we've traveled uh, – We've, we've been to New York, Chicago, uh, Charlotte. We've been pretty much L.A. constantly. We've been all over doing uh, episodes of this show. So it's been great, man. It's been uh, me and the other fellow barbers, uh, uh, Slick yeah. Dick and uh, Vince Garcia. And it's cool. You become like friends with these guys, too, right? Like it's, sure. you, you meet sure. people and you can uh, – you talk about the trade how to grow the business and like sure. how what they're doing it's actually it's a, it's an amazing thing man like you've combined you know the art of cutting hair and the art of entrepreneurship at the same time and have grown something which you probably didn't even imagine when you first started that you were gonna like get to this level right i mean you're top i mean i don't know if you ever sit back and say man i'm like the top 0.001% of barbers in the world right now, maybe. Yeah, and it's interesting. It's interesting because when you when you talk about um I've always been taught, you know, set a goal. Yeah. But like the I where how far I've been able to get to in the industry, um, it was like beyond anything I could have like I couldn't have I couldn't have wrote this out, you know what I mean? Because right. where I there was a lot of guys who paved the way for me in, in barbering, but uh, as far as, but during that time, social media wasn't real prevalent. Right. So what sometimes when I talk to the other guys that are on the show with me, I talk about like, man, how we're a part of actually like uh, laying the foundation of what's right. going on. We're actually uh, creating like the framework of what a barber can actually, what the limit or how far you can go. Right we don't actually have a blueprint to follow. So I really did. You're writing the blueprint. I'm writing the blueprint as we go. Like the movie is kind of still being written in my, and I'm, and I'm just one person, a part of that. There's many other barbers that are actually doing. So we haven't really found out what the ceiling is for this yet. And right. maybe it'll be continuous, but I would have never thought when I picked up some uh, pair of clippers that you'd be able to turn on HBO and, you know, see my name in the credits. Yeah. I would like, there's no way, you know what I mean. I would, I would imagine that. So I'm, I'm grateful for that, and that, and that kind of, that kind of pushes me to continue to work hard and don't plan too much because you know when you got plans, God got other plans. You know what I mean? Right. He has ideas, you know, for you, and you know they say it's, it's an old saying, the sky's the limit. But you know, sometimes the sky's in the way. You know what I mean? You gotta, that's only as far as your eyes can see. You know what I mean? So 
I just try to just keep just working hard and things just keep happening. Yeah, no, and you it's it's amazing what you've done. Like you're an inspiration, I'm sure, to so many kids. I'm sure you have family members who, you know, look up to you and like uh, you said you're a father. How many kids do you have? Two girls. Yeah. Two girls. Yeah, I bet you you're an inspiration to and I'm yeah. I'm sure they're you are crazy about them, I'm sure. I don't yeah. have any kids yet, but I can only imagine like yeah. It's, yeah, they, yeah, I do. And they, they've been my motivation, you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of years. Those are, still are, you know what I mean? Yeah. I got one that's off in college right now. The other one's a senior in uh, high school. Of course, her senior year is uh, destroyed right now. You know what I God, mean? God, man, that's so, like, that's one thing I've been thinking about that, like, for people graduating high school now, they're missing out on prom. They're missing out on the graduation. Like, it's, yeah. Are they going to redo the graduation like later on for them, or what? Uh, we've, been hearing, we've been hearing different things about maybe the graduation being restarted, um, mm -hmm. like sometime in August, maybe or or the end of July. But I, I'm I'm gonna try to I'm on record for saying I'm gonna try to put a prom together for uh, my my uh, high, the senior. I'm gonna try to put something yeah. together to where she can um. And, you know, maybe rent out a restaurant, you know, from a friend and invite all her friends over for a night That'd out. That'd be awesome, man. I'll try to do something like that for her. She knows about it and because these these are moments that you can't get back, you know? Right. No, it's what I mean, when they say it's once in a lifetime, it really is. Like there's yeah. some things that aren't really once in a lifetime, but like graduation, once in a lifetime, prom, once in a lifetime. So. Yeah, and yeah. it's once in a lifetime for you too. You have two daughters. You said like you only see your daughter go to prom or graduate high school two times. <laughs> only two, only yeah. two times, you know. And then my 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 youngest, she hasn't been able to experience any of it. You know what I mean? So it's been, it's been. Um, but I but I think I think this year, twenty twenty, I think they, these kids are gonna have they're gonna be a lot uh, a lot more resilient. They got a lot of good mm -hmm. things. For them down you know in the future too so yeah, i think they'll be really reflective too right yeah, like they, yeah. they they it's been such a society of go 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 and then it was, this was like a screeching halt and we had to just stop everything it had, think, to slow, like, it had to slow down at some point yeah know? but i didn't think it was gonna slow down this quickly but an abrupt stop you know what I, mean? <laughs> I know. well um i want to talk a little bit about your piece on in the athletic uh mm -hmm. i read that i thought it was really cool and one thing i noticed right away is that you said uh you're not getting any haircuts until your clients can get haircuts so how, you haven't got a haircut since i'm guessing march now oh i haven't had a haircut since uh yeah it was the last haircut I got was for Draymond's thirtieth birthday party, right. and that was in March. Yeah, so that was the last time I had a haircut. So none of I was clean shaven. All of this, yeah. stuff, all of this stuff is like brand brand new. Um, I could easily go upstairs. Um, I don't like to cut my hair anymore. I got a uh, yeah. I got a I got a barber. Shout out to Barber Drew. I got a barber that cuts my hair. I don't like to uh, do it anymore, but I can yeah. easily go upstairs. And do it myself, but I kind of wanted to kind of stand in uh, with my clients, you know. Yeah, um, no, it makes sense. It's yeah, it's hard, though, man. I I usually have a fresh fade and stuff, so I had my brother just take a clipper at zero and buzz cut it. It's been like three weeks now, so now it's kind of growing back. Yeah, <laughs> three weeks. I think I'm on like eight weeks and stuff now. Yeah, man, it's tough yeah. though. I, and like, there's something in that piece that really stuck out was like you you guys. I don't know if it was you who said it or another one of the guys interviewed, but as a lot of people, especially in the African-American community, see their barbers more than they see doctors. 
For sure, for sure. And 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 that I think that's in any community though, really. I mean Yeah, yeah, and that and that uh and that will happen anyway because of course you 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 only need to see your barber maybe. I mean your uh doctor, you should get a checkup once a year, yep. you know, or maybe twice a year. So you go of course you're gonna see your 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 barber more than your more than your doctor. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that we're seeing our barbers and never seeing our doctors, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what that's another uh, problem in our like a lot of a lot of men just don't like, you know, um like going to the doctor for whatever reason. I don't know. I just I get I get pushed to go, you know, my wife makes me go, you know what yeah. I mean? So I don't know I, why why is that though, man? I'm I'm like the same way. And thank God I don't get sick ever. I haven't been I've been haven't been sick since I've been 18 years old, believe it or not. Not even a cold. But yeah. like knock on wood, but I I don't know why. If you tell me to go to a doctor, it's like <laughs> like uh i'd rather go jump off a bridge <laughs> it is it, it, like uh it's you're only it's like you're only delaying the inevitable anyway right. yeah i know i bet you're gonna have to go <laughs> yeah but but i guess there's a mindset out of sight out of mind what i don't know won't hurt me but yeah, yeah. yeah so but yeah but back to the original question you know the barbershops are very very, very big in, in our community. You know, like I always say, it's like the Black Man's Country Club. You know, we look forward to that that uh, that weekly visit. You know, that's when we get stuff off our chest because you're in the same room with yep. a bunch of people with the same experiences, you know, no matter what you're going through. And it, mm-hmm. a lot of times, man, it's funny because you'll start with a conversation. It'll start, you'll sit down, you put the drape around a client, you'll get to talking about something and you'll tell them some personal stuff. Next thing you know, you got the whole shop intervening, and by the time you leave out the door, you feel so much better. You got a fresh cut. You learn something. You're ready to approach life differently. So you look for that fix every week. It's a, it's like a weekly fix. Right. What a haircut does more to you meant for you mentally is um is uh way better than what it does for uh for your appearance. You know, just the the way you feel when you get up out of there. So it's a staple in my community. Yeah, and I and I think it's. Also, like so, from like I told you before, we uh, started the podcast. I'm from Syria originally, and yeah, yeah. my dad used to tell. So my dad doesn't go to barbershops here; he cuts his own hair. But he used to tell me when he was growing up in Syria, in Damascus, which is you know a big city, and he was in the downtown and stuff. It's the same thing. He used to go get his hair cut every week, and they used uh-huh. to shave every week and get his mustache that he still has. My dad's still rocking the mustache like hardcore, but. Uh, Really? Every single week. And he said all his friends would go there and then you make boys there. And then you play uh, over there. We play backgammon. So he's play backgammon at, at the barbershop while waiting for his haircut. And, and I, I don't know if it's like a it's a foreigner thing, too. Like, I feel like a, the African-American community, the Middle Eastern community, the foreign communities all kind of hang out together. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. we really value that friendship, that communal place. And and I I don't know what it is, but I feel like yeah, we and the, like having our community and be part of our you know fabric that made us. In a way. Exactly, and you know, and, and although we say you know, I say you know the black barbershop, but mm-hmm. over the years the barbershops have be, uh, are very cultural and become very mm-hmm. diverse. You know what I mean? There's like there's there's a mix of people that come in now. You know, and it's so it's, so. With that said, the industry has grown a lot you know what i mean and we've gotten you know you now you have uh it used to be to where you're black you wanted somebody black to cut your hair if you're white you want somebody white it was a you were unsure because it was it was unfamiliar territory but now 
with the emergence of like uh, social media and YouTube, everybody's skills are up. Everybody's yeah. cutting air and and now it's like one big melting pot. You know what I mean? A good, a good, you know, just a good vibe. You know what I mean? Right. It's diverse in the barbershops now. Yeah, man. And you know, at the end of the day, it's so important. You got to look good too, right? I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, oh, this quarantine haircut like thing is not going to work out for too long. I don't think it's going to become the next style. No, I, I don't. I don't think so. And and you know, women. You know, women get uh, you know, most get a bad rap for being so uh much into like vanity and things of that nature. But man, men are. I think. I think we might have them. Uh, it might be neck and neck now. You know what I mean? There's, oh, it's close. Yeah, it's it's got it's got to be close. Men are in the skincare, men are in the hair care, we're using different cosmetics and products on our hair now. A lot, yeah. a lot of change, man. Yeah, man, I, for the first time ever, I just started getting a little, like a tiny bald spot right here, like just, just a little bit. So right away I like went online, like I'm Googling it, like I'm not going bald, man. Like, so I, I got the four hymns and all that. So I'm like, and it's literally like half a centimeter of like <laughs> of a bald spot, but. So, I think so that's when you find, so when it's just like a little touch up work, you good. Yeah. You know what I mean? When it's like touch up work, like myself, I got some grays coming in. Uh, I got a full hair of hair, but I'm I'm from the school of like being able to embrace everything, you know. Yeah. So when I get to that point, I, you know, and I started, it gets too ridiculous. I'm gonna ahead, go ahead and embrace it. If it's time to shave it off, it's yeah. time to shave it off. I think I'll have a full beard, a full hair, head of gray before I probably go bald, just based yeah. on my family history. But you know what I mean. But yeah. I'm gonna embrace it either way, you know. <laughs> I, I like that, man. Yeah, I, I should, as long as it doesn't go too bald, I'll be all right. I just don't want to be like you know the guy who has like that big bald patch right in the back. That yeah, but you know it gets. But you know what? It gets to the point. At some point, the cover up starts to be worse than the actual crime is. <laughs> yep. So like you think you're doing yourself a, a service by covering it up. Yeah, you're actually doing yourself a disservice and it makes exactly. it more noticeable. You know what I mean? Man, well, the thing is, if it starts like going more, I gotta go find a girl and get married ASAP, <laughs> and then I'll forget about it. But right now, since I'm single, I'm like, no, no, I gotta still look good. <laughs> hey, but, hey, but remember, man, the, the, the swag ain't on you, it's in you anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Society, it don't matter, man. Oh. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Uh, well, a couple more questions. I'm gonna pivot to basketball a little bit. I know you're uh from the bay area so you're a warriors fan uh big time what do you think of all these people who are dancing on the warriors graves right now because let me tell you man next year when steph is back healthy i'm of the belief that they can even win the championship next year i'm a big warriors guy if you dancing if you dancing on the warriors graves you don't know a fucking thing (laughs) in my in my opinion there's there's too many there's too much talent there's too much uh smarts the IQs on that team are through the roof um they're gonna get a lot of guys back healthy uh next year they added the uh, they added the Wiggins piece um, yeah. I think that's gonna be a dope piece uh you got Steph best one of the best shooters you know ever uh, you Clay got coming Clay, back you got Clay who's he is right there with him and he's gonna be coming back their guys got a chip on their shoulder of course. Draymond Green's been working hard. I talk to him often. I you know, see him often. So I, he's he's getting in great shape right now. He's ready to go. Guy's ready to. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be something else going into uh, to the next season. I think they're gonna. Find, I can't uh, wait to be, be honest. Be exciting, man. <laughs> yeah. The thing is with me and the Warriors. So like I'm, I've always been like I'm not a bandwagon fan or anything like that. But I appreciate greatness. 
God. Like yeah. when I see something really great, I'm not like someone like who roots against that. So when I saw Steph and them, like how they first started out and people were hating on them, I'm like, dude, we're watching the best basketball in the history of basketball. I still think that 2017 team with Durant, Draymond, Clay, and Steph is the greatest basketball team to ever step foot on any any yeah, floor. For sure, for sure. And and you understand, I was I witnessed the um I witnessed the 73 win team. Yeah. You know that season, you know, game for game. I don't. I barely missed a game that that year, and I just watching it. Um, I don't remember it being a time for uh, maybe, maybe uh, you know, the 49ers teams during the eighties. You know, um, uh, but I don't remember a team from the Bay Area every single time they took the floor. You like you had this confidence about you that somehow you were going to win. Yeah. You know, even on their even on their off nights, you know what I'm saying? Which um, they were just like still out shooting, you know, still better than everybody. Exactly. You know what I mean? And well, because even on their off nights, if they went down 12 points or even 15 points for the Warriors, that could be just five possessions, five threes in a row. It's a tie game. Five threes in a row, and you never know where they're coming from. They could come from Steph. They could come from Clay. Then they had a lot of guys, uh, um, a lot of guys coming off uh, off the bench that were great. You know what I mean? The, the Andre Iguodala's. I think that was during the time they had uh, Mo Spates. Um, yeah. Uh, guys like that. Uh, Sean Livingston was still playing at a high level. And God, man, they, that had, team. They, had some, they had some. They had some guys, man. They had some guys. Uh, and then, and then the Harrison Barnes and the Brandon Rush, those teams. That was the that was the locker room I came in with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and it just kind of grew. And so when the, when Kevin Durant hit the scene, of course, that now they had like the juggernaut. Now. Yeah, man, it, that team was just unbelievable. It, it, it was insane. But the effort they were like they put out earlier with the uh, you know in the earlier teams like the fifteen teams, the effort they put out every night, they were just like super precise. Never took a night off. It was crazy, man. It was insane. Yeah, you're you're so lucky that you got to witness it all. Like, like, sure. like you had like a front row seat to it, right? And you know these guys, and yeah. so you kind of get their mentality too. And I just, I love that team's mentality. I, I love like Draymond. How it seems like he doesn't take any prisoners, right? He's yeah. he's yeah. an intense dude, and I and I respect that because I even in my like life, I feel like. People really successful have that mindset. Like, I'm not going to take no prisoners. Like, I got to do my job and do it the best possible. Yeah. And if that means I hurt someone's feelings, so be it. Yeah. And, and 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 a lot of times, you know, and we had that conversation, a lot of times, you know, the uh, people don't realize how powerful the truth is and truth will, like, set you free. So, like, it, it's like a starting point to grow from when you always can just yeah. ask about things. And, you know, he kind of wears things on his shoulder, you know. But one thing about him – He's a uh, he's a big time student of the game, you know yeah. what I mean. And all those guys were a lot of a lot of a lot of things, a lot a lot of what people didn't know about the Golden State Warriors during uh, during that time. And now is how intelligent they were, how much yeah. they how much they loved the game. And you you'd almost got to feel like you you know I'd be in the locker room sometimes, and I would think to myself like I'm around a bunch of guys who don't even necessarily know they're in the NBA yet because they're still. Yeah. They're still like students of the game. I mean, you go out to the parking lot, you know, after the game, or you go out to the parking lot after a practice. You know, you don't see like, you know, uh, you're not gonna see a bunch of Rolls Royces and 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 Rafes and whatever. I don't know all the names. But, you yeah. know, 
things like that. I mean, you're going to see like guys about business. You're going to see a lot of, you know, Teslas, you know, uh, mm -hmm. mid range, you know, cards because guys were so focused on uh on, on on basketball i love basketball so much they love studying you know basketball if you want to sit and talk to draymond all night just start talking about basketball he'll talk to you for hours about that because they're real you know students of the game yeah and you can just tell from the way they play the game too yeah. i mean like with draymond the defense the smart passing he's the perfect guy to be a you know, compliment to Stephen Clay because he doesn't need the ball in his hand yeah. all the time to yeah. make an impact. And I think yeah. it's, and he it's gets, so fun he to gets, watch. He gets, and he gets a lot of flag, especially most of the flag comes from people who really don't understand the game. So, yeah. like, you, you know, if, 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 if there was a stat sheet for things, you know, that don't st show up on the current stat sheet, you know, he would always be at the top of that. But it's, exactly. he brings so much more, you know, to that team outside of, you know, uh, scoring. But, you know, the NBA is so big on people who score the ball. He don't score the ball as much. I'm sure he's very capable, but he, but does he doesn't need to. Yeah, he does other things, you know, so, you know, so well. Plays defense, passes, push the ball, all that, all that good stuff. Rebounds, you know what I mean? So Yeah, I, I love him and I love that team in general, man. I, I, I can't wait for next season. I can't wait. I, I can't wait till they win another championship and all those guys who hate them so much are just like – like, oh, there's also Matt. Oh, they cheated with Kevin Durant. Like, all right. Yeah, but, sure, they cheated. But, Whatever. But, but you know what? It gets to a point where you, you, you like, you want to prove things to yourself and not to prove because it's going to be never ending. There, people can find an asterisk for anything. You know what I mean? That's true. You know, they win again. It's going to be because of this. They don't win. It's going to be because of that. It's just always, it always something. But, you know. Guys know what the you know guys know what the what the goal at hand is. Guys know what they in it for. You know they playing for their families and you know their friends for themselves. They coaches, they teammates. You know what I mean. Fans are so Absolutely. fickle. You know what I mean. It's gonna be ups and downs. They get that you know right <laughs> at this point. But you know we'll see. I think they're gonna be back. I think they're gonna. Uh, I, I really think they're gonna compete and maybe even win this thing a couple more times. Um, before so, so do I. over with. Yeah. yeah, I feel it'll be like the San Antonio Spurs where, you know, all of a sudden you're like, oh, what, they won two more? Oops. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That San Antonio, boy, that, that thing, uh, Popovich kept that thing going for a long, yeah. a, a long time. <laughs> and you forget that Kerr, Kerr got to play under Popovich and Phil Jackson, two, yeah. maybe two best coaches of all time. So yeah. Kerr's going to have it humming for a while. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna he 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 brought like I heard uh Draymond say on a um on a podcast earlier this uh last week, um Kerr brought like that championship uh mindset, you know, right. to it, you know what I mean, to what they he's been around, he's been he's been around winning his whole you know, his whole career pretty much, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. I mean even I think at Arizona when he was in college, I think they went to the final four or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, he knows he knows how to win and that it shows with that team. Yeah, yeah, and super and, and super humble guy always. You know, they all hey, whenever I show up at the you know in the, the facility in the locker rooms, anything man, they always um, greet me. They always show the most love, man. I I appreciate yeah. I, that franchise, man. Is gonna be dear to my heart for a long time. You know what I mean? Just absolutely right here. You know, definitely. Well, last question for you. I kind of end every podcast with this one, so yeah. it's kind of a fun one. If you could watch one game on repeat forever, and it's the only game you can ever watch, and you're just stuck, the TV is like on repeat forever. Is there a game that you would choose? Uh, see, when <clears throat> when it when it comes to that, I'm a little different. So, 
I like to I like to rewatch the games I wish we had back. You know what oh, I mean? Oh man, I like that. So so it's it's there's a game that uh that it's been haunting me forever. And so I'll I'll rewatch it. Like you can pull up clips like on YouTube of it. It's a baseball game. It yep. was the uh um Oakland A's against the uh LA Dodgers. Yep. Um it was uh, I think it was in eighty eight when uh Kirk Gibson hit the uh game winning home run off the- uh, when he came off the uh, off pinch hitting. Yes, and he yeah. did this whole little thing and he was running across the bases like yeah. this. That game right there kind of like like almost that like kind of ruined my childhood. <laughs> that was my that was the first feeling of me being hurt from a sporting event. And so now I go back and I watch it and I watch it and I watch it and I watch it. And I, watch it and I, be, I look at all the different things that they could have did differently. You know what I'm saying? In that yeah. game, you're probably not been in that position. But like games like that, or games like uh, the Tuck Rule out in uh, in 2000 with yeah. uh, when we played Tom Brady, how how if we had that, how that kind of catapulted the Patriots run, and it really did. Like that, I, I go back and look at them games, you know, and I get I get fired up again. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, <laughs> that Kirk Gibson. You're watching that one. You're like, strike him out this time. Let's go. You can get him this time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can. My goodness, it, it is his uh his reaction around the bases. I mean, I don't know. I might have cried, man. Oh, man, I can only imagine. Like, I'm a Seattle Mariners fan, so you can imagine, like, I'm tortured. Baseball kills me, man. Yeah. Whatever happened to uh, Seattle? Now that you say you're Seattle, so, of course, Ken Griffey was there. Whatever happened to uh, Ichiro Suzuki? He retired now. He's in Japan. He's retired, so he's just – okay, got it. Yeah, but he's older now. He's 44 years old, but he came into the MLB at 30. But – he man, he was a hitting machine. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. But forty-four. There's got to be players that are at least forty-four in Major League Baseball right now, right? Yeah, I think. Well, I think when he retired, he was the oldest player left in baseball. So I, oh, he might yeah. be forty-five, but he's like he had gray hair and all all that, like full gray. And it's funny because we opened up the season against, I think, against the Athletics last year in Japan. Yeah. Like in Tokyo, so he came back for two games and played his final two games in Tokyo. Yeah. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. So he finished. He finished it out. Goodness, goodness, Christ. yeah, man. But he was he was awesome. But uh, yeah, you you guys have haunted me for years, Oakland days, man. I'm not a big fan of the A's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, you so. guys always have a bunch of no name players and then go win our <laughs> go win the division. I, I know, but for some reason we can't get over the hump. You know what I mean? We get to, we've been able to get to the playoffs and we ain't been able to get uh, over the hump. I think they're working on a new a new stadium now. Oh really? That's about time. That the Coliseum's kind of uh Yeah, I think it's older. Old. It's older. One of the I think it's probably the oldest stadium left now. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think they're working on that. But we have some runs, we get good runs, and we got a good farm system and all that, but we just can't get over can't ever get out of the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see coming up uh coming up here. Right now I'm focused on trying to get these barbershops back open, get people yeah. back to work, man. We gotta get we gotta get through this uh yeah, we gotta get through this, man. It has been tough. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yep, yep. It's been it's been horrible. So, but we're gonna yeah. stay prayed up. We'll get through it. Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, once again, man, I just want to thank you so much for coming on. This is a lot of fun, and oh, uh, yeah, no problem. And, and do you have anything you want to plug before we uh, end the podcast? Um, I really, I, I really don't have have anything per se that I, yeah. that I really want to plug. But I, you know, I do want to say to you know, um, you know, first of all, all everybody you know in the world that's going through um, this uh, pandemic right now, we're going through it together. I really want to shout out all the barbers, my barber brothers. You know, y'all hang in there. 
we're going to um, get through. We're putting our minds together to get these uh, shops, you know, back open. We want to be safe, but we also want people to get back to work at the same time. So um, my line is always open. Y'all, they know my, if anybody ever want to talk, they know my DM is at brownie underscore blends. I, you know, I'm quick to respond. So um, just hang in there and we're going to get through it. Absolutely, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on and uh, hopefully we'll talk soon. For sure. All right. Yep. Evan, I still, I, I still got you on. I just ended the rec- the recording part of it. But uh, yeah. once again, man, thank you so much for coming on. That was, that was a lot of fun. Oh, nice appreciate it. Man. Thanks for having me. How'd you find out about me anyway? I, was it just through us? Uh, was it social media? Um, through through uh, Rob Turbin's uh, Turbo Talk okay, podcast. I got you. Okay. Cool. Cool. I was wondering. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Now this was great, man. Yeah. It was fun, man. Good luck to you and your um. Good luck to you with your podcast, you know, in the future. I'm actually in the process of putting one together now for myself, too. So that's in oh, the, awesome, man. That's in the works. Yep. So that's awesome, man. Good luck with that, too. If you ever need any help or any guests, let me know. And uh, and uh, once again, I thank you so much, man. I hope you, you and your family stay blessed during this hard times. Thank you, bro. I'll stay in touch. All right, man. Take care. I'll, I'll send you this once it's over, uh, once it's up on email. Okay. All good. Thank you, man. All Talk right. to you later. Yeah. Sure. Take care, man. All right, and thank you for listening to the podcast today with Lionel Harris. I hope you enjoyed that one. I sure did. It was a great interview. He's a great guy, and I hope you reach out to him, tell him how much you enjoyed it. If you did, give him a follow. Hopefully, we'll have him on again in the future. Great times. So thank you for listening. This has been the Sports Sports Are Funny podcast, part of the Sports on Tap Network. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again on Friday.